Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need, start your trading day. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkanen, Dennis Dick. I've got my AMC popcorn just off uh, off camera here. Uh, it's delicious and it was free. Um, that's what we're going to talk about today, pretty much. AMC, uh, I guess, doing what they're supposed to do. They're doing another offering this morning. It's interesting that that news, that headline came out, uh, dropped AMC, also dropped the rest of the of the high-flying stocks from yesterday, though they have since bounced, some of them at least have since bounced back. We'll talk about this. Um, implications for the overall market, because we are down this morning, Joel, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, we yep. are. You going to preview the rest of the show? Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get to you in a second. I'm Paul trying to, to, trying to yeah. get. I'm no, busy here. I'm busy. I'm in a fast sorry. market. Come I'm on. Sorry. Paul and Monica is our guest today. He will join the show at eight fifteen. He's a digital correspondent at CNN Business. Going to help us try to make sense of all of this. Um, don't forget, everyone. Uh, after pre market prep ends today at nine, we're going straight to the Cannabis Capital Conference right here on YouTube. You can learn more by going to BZ Cannabis. Dot com uh, or just stay on the stream. It'll redirect straight to our conference. But that's going all day today and tomorrow, 9 a.m. to around 5.30 or so. Also, don't forget, we are still giving away a free share of Tesla when we cross that 100,000 subscriber mark. You can find the information to do that in the description, or you can click on click on the link that I'm about to paste in chat right uh right now youtube code slime raz enter to win a free share of tesla joel uh how down is down this morning down is down in triple d with the call of the century when triple d tells me to buy puts i go immediately to the account and i buy puts uh we are trading down let me share my screen here we are trading down 35 handles on the lows of the session 4171 uh we continue to make new lows here uh boom boom took out the weekly low my target right here is my target 6950 but it doesn't look like that's gonna hold up last week's low down to 42 and a quarter uh crew down 20 cents at 6863 gold getting shellacked down 1620 at 1893.80 silver down 36 cents at 27.85 bitcoin what a trading range 35 to 40k nine days in a row up 670 at 38,710 ethereum that's up about 20 bucks at 27.93 before triple d before you come on i know the cannabis conference is coming on at nine but when you guys are talking about pot I'm going to be doing an extended ticker time on premarketprep.com. Rob Friesen joining me at 920 and 925. So get over there. I want to see everybody coming over from there at 9 a.m. Triple D, I don't know if I even need to talk for the rest of the show, man. You are wound up. I'm tired, though. I'm actually tired today trading. I actually got my uh, Pfizer shot yesterday, so the arm was hurting like you said. I told you it would. 
I told Darren you. Certain. I was a little bit. I got at one o'clock in the afternoon, and then I was flying, trading. And about seven o'clock at night, I started feeling oh, a little bit hot, and I was feeling a little bit. I woke up, I feel fine, but the arm is sore. The arm is sore. So, anyways, I got my first vaccine. So we're getting there in Ontario. We're gonna get open here eventually, which is exciting news. But what is more exciting is wow. Uh, it was fireworks yesterday in all the meme stocks. AMC, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I've, I've said when, you know, two things. One, never short a rocket ship. Two, when price is disconnected from fundamentals, it can go anywhere. I don't think anybody saw this thing going to $72 yesterday and going up more than 100% again. So to predict the next movement on AMC is nearly impossible. I tend to think it's not over. But they, you know, they definitely, you know, they did they, they announced an offering here this morning. Well, Spencer, tell us what they announced. And this is what has put the stock down a little bit from where it was trading yeah. pre-market. Just essentially, essentially their second offering in a week, right? Uh, and this morning, it's an 11.55 million share offering of Class A common uh, through B. Riley and City. Uh, so I guess doing what you're supposed to do, right? Did, yeah. that, that's that's the good corporate governance. Like they're raising money. To theoretically shore up the balance sheet and and reduce leverage uh, when the market gives them the chance to, which is like which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I think it's smart, and I think they obviously cover themselves too. There was some disclaimers in there saying that you know it's high risk. Don't put any money in here. You can't afford to lose because they know they're putting an offering out there into a situation where a stock is you know ridiculously overinflated. So they don't want to be looked back and say, oh, yeah, they sold to the suckers at the top. So they're covering their ass with all the disclaimers they have on this as well. The question is, does it matter? We've seen offerings with AMC before. They've knocked the stock down and the stock comes right back. I mean, it is disconnected from fundamentals. Price can go anywhere here. So you got to look at it and say, is this going to be another situation where they're just going to buy it back up? Is the frenzy continue? Or is it over? I mean, it's impossible to say if it's over or not yet. Some people are calling it. I know you in the pre-market, Joel, thinks it, think it's over. I tend to think it's not over, but I don't know. Nobody really knows here. What? I mean, you talk about overhead supply now. 59 bucks. Where did it get to this morning? I mean, this is... I, I, I think it was think over it, 70 It was over 70 It got to $76. In the pre-market. 77 so $77.30. So right now, sellers are stacked up at 65 on the 15-minute chart. Pre-market low comes in at 52.81. I'm tempted to do my levels on it, but I don't want to be tempted to trade it. So I'll just give you a 65 looks like resistance now. And if you take out uh, this low at uh, 52.81, let's go to yesterday's range. The next number, the only true number you have. Oh, my gosh. Yesterday or the two-day uh, – the. Well, 62.55 is a good number there, right, to get it green. So first things thir first, but 32.04 was the two-day close. So um, you're you're better at stuff like that than I am. I just, I'm just glad I'm, I, I, I've stayed away from it. And, you know, a lot of people made a fortune in this thing. I've saved a fortune because I haven't traded it on either side of the market. I haven't traded it long. And I'd be very tempted to trade. Hard shares. to trade. So, it's it's yeah. a hard thing to trade. What wasn't hard to trade yesterday <laughs> was the BB. sympathy moves. Yeah. And you could see after the Bed Bath & Beyond explosion early morning, I'm like, I'm going after the high short names. So I went and bought a whole pile of swing trade longs. This is around noon is when I actually, um, you know, came and, and started looking at all these shorted names, the highly shorted names. And I'm like, you know what? If Bed Bath & Beyond, if they're going to explode that 10 bucks, I think they start picking on all the other beat-up shorted names too. So I went to that list. You know that list that we were looking at back in January, the high um, highshortinterest.com. And I went and bought a whole pile of stocks on that list. I have sold some of them already. I'm still in some of these trades. Uh, but the entire list pretty much exploded yesterday. Anything with a higher short interest was, like, say, over 20%. Even if it wasn't on that list, if it had a higher short interest, it was catching a bit. People were going and attacking highly shorted stocks once again 
just like they did in January. So that was one thing that I did. I went and bought a bunch of these highly shorted stocks, not meme stocks, but the ones that were highly shorted. And the second thing I did was turned around and hedged myself by buying spy puts because I thought that potentially what we saw in January and Ryan Dietrich, Ryan Dietrich always says, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Back in January, you know, we had the short squeeze on all these names. They started to roll over the overall market. And there was a number of reasons for that. They were worried that hedge funds were blowing up and they were going to have to sell. They were worried that money was coming out of, you know, um, like, like mega caps to put into these highly speculative names. I think all those worries are, are there today as well. So I bought a bunch of, of uh, spy puts. I also bought puts on Apple. Um, and did you uh, see? Did you check my message? Because after you hung up, did you see what what I uh, what I said to you in the message? Because you said you were going to do the June calls, and the only thing I or the June puts maybe didn't go out far enough. I only went out nine days. I didn't go. Out I, far I you know what? I learned I my lesson. More. I learned my. I know. I know. And you're getting yeah. immediately rewarded. But you know what? After that, the February put debacle of uh, you know, of uh, 2020. I said, you know what? I'm going to pay up, and I went out to July because I don't, I don't want to, you know, because the premiums just. They'll just zap. I mean, those puts will be good money, but then you have a 15, 20 point rally in the spoos today, which is inevitable, right? We yeah. always bounce. Then they just suck the premium out of they them. They do. And then when it goes back to where it originally was, you're like, oh, oh boy, my option is I can't sell it for nearly the price was. So it's um, exceptionally hard to make money buying options there's rare rare times where i will buy puts um obviously we know i bought a pile back in february 2020 because i was worried here i just thought i'm going i I, it was speculative put bets really short-term hedging just in case they decide to start hammering the market because here's my thought process and i believe there's a lot of money managers thinking the same thing when you see stocks just start start exploding like bed bath and beyond amc and you know there was a number of names up 80 to 100 percent yesterday you start thinking well, this is all just a, a, a game. This is all just disconnected from reality. And maybe I don't want to play that game. Maybe, you know, this is a house of cards that is ready to, you know, collapse. And maybe I'm going to, you know, sell some of my stocks. I think there's that thought process. I mm-hmm. think there's also the thought process that I'm not going to sit around in Apple and Amazon and Microsoft and Google and uh, all these S&P names and try to make 10% a year when I can make 10% in 10 minutes trading these meme stocks. So I think you could potentially see money flying out of those stocks just because there's people who are very, you know, that maybe were holding these stocks saying, hey, my neighbor, you know, I had a message, you know, my neighbor just made $50,000 in AMC. I'm selling my Apple and Amazon. I'm going to go buy AMC or I'm going to buy some of these other names. Um, I think that could be a short-term effect. I don't think this is long-term, but this is why I thought yesterday that the S&Ps might roll over. This is why I do believe this morning that we're actually seeing you know, an S&P rollover. I mean, we do obviously, you know, have lots of other information out there and we can put it to anything. But I, I think there was a there was a call here that we could see some short-term weakness in the market, just like we saw in January. We saw a 4.5% fall in the exactly. SPY back in January. And I was thinking the same thing. Maybe we see a quick 2 3 4% dip. And if I can load up on some SPY puts, one, I can hedge myself for my portfolio, but two, also make some money on the fall. So... And the premiums were low, relatively low. I bought the 419 spy puts. I think I paid two dollars and forty eight cents or something. Yeah, now they're in the nine money. days. Yeah. yeah, and they're already. Uh, it's almost at that. But I mean, they might bounce right back. You know. So again, this is a short term bet. Maybe if AMC starts to sell off, I think I take off the hedge. But if it, AMC you still think it's going to hundred today? You still think it's going to hundred? I don't know where AMC is going. Okay. Go. I think I, the biggest thing is I. I just I, I'm going to go back to nobody knows anything. Here. <laughs> So when nobody knows and there's so much, you know, ridiculous action happening in certain specific stocks, can it spill over to the overall market? It's not going to spill over on the upside, I'll tell you that much, because nobody's flying into Amazon because they think it's going up, you know, Apple, 80%. Microsoft, so Google. I think the only path for those stocks, you know, in the short term was lower, at least yesterday. Now you get a little dip. If AMC starts to sell off, I do believe the money maybe rolls back into those names. But we saw the short term phenomenon last about a week. So that's why I only went out nine days. I don't think this is a long thing where, you know, we're, we're going to see an imminent, you know, crash here in the market. I'm not predicting that at all. I'm just saying I think you can see some short-term weakness here and obviously I'm trying to profit from it. 
And we were in a trading range, right? And what happens with trading ranges? Trading ranges get resolved, right? One way or another. And we were just chopping from 41.90. And then we had that that pop to 4230, uh, 42.30. Just, you know, and everyone's like, okay, we're going to all-time highs. And the big money came in and they sold that hard. And that was on Tuesday. Tried to get back up there Wednesday. But uh, you know how I came up with Pump and Powell? How about is this the popcorn top in the market? Huh. You know, you know what do you what do you guys think of that one? I know it's not as good as pump and pow, but you the know, popcorn that's not bad. That's not bad. Popcorn top. I yeah. mean, the question is, does it really continue to spill over into the overall market? I think if AMC went to a hundred, I'm just saying scenario analysis. If yep. it did, I think the S and P's tank. I think the market just says, look, this is all just stupid. I'm, I'm, I'm booking some gains because one, it's not like the S and P's are cheap right now. You know, like you're looking at some of these, you know, trading 25, 30 times, you know, 25 or 24, it's not cheap. So, you know, maybe we're, you know, due for a correction and maybe this is something that can get a kick started. but you know, it's hard to say again, nobody knows anything. I didn't flat out short spy. I, I bought some puts and I was like, I'm willing to risk a couple bucks just to say that, Hey, maybe, you know, we see some short-term weakness. Maybe I'm going to profit from that. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I should have went out further. But I think this event is now. I don't think this event is like two weeks from now. That's why I was more comfortable to buy short-term protection. Second, I don't have to pay the kind of premiums on that short-term protection either. So, so yeah. So I bought some spy puts and I bought some apple puts. It's pretty. And much you know all what's also you know what's also interesting, Dennis? Uh, what do we we got the Russell rebalance coming up, right? And then we have we have quad witch this month too. We do. We're a lot in the of June. events happening. Yeah, so yeah. we got lots you know, of action. Action of... is good. Oh, is are we running over at Paul's time here? Well, waiting for Paul to join. So let's keep okay. on, let's keep on. Okay. And then okay. when Paul joins, uh, uh, he'll join. So, so the so second question is some of these short squeeze names. Like I said, I've already sold. I think this is a short term thing. Like the Bed Bath and Beyond has already leaked a little bit. Do they get another lift? Maybe, but it's typically a couple days. You know, you saw the big move. I think the big money was made by trading these short squeeze names yesterday. Like I said, I have already booked the profits on a lot of these names. I think I bought twenty two short squeeze names yesterday about 15 or 16 of them really went like they went like more than five percent that's what i mean by really went some of them i had a couple that went up a ridiculous amount um i did have workhorse i bought workhorse at nine dollars and 90 cents uh yesterday just just before noon just because it has the high short interest and i thought it might um it might go I sold it after hours last night at 1350. I know in the pre-market, I think it went almost to 15, which is a little bit overdone, but I'm completely out of the workhorse now. I mean, I made 35% of my money in about six hours. So you can't go wrong with that. That's that's okay. I mean, you know. <laughs> that's okay. But I mean, that was just a call. That was a short-term call. You know, I tweeted out I thought high short interest names might, you know, um, yeah. catch a I bit, mean, and they did. You're- so, so I still am in a few of these names. Some of them have went. Some of them didn't go at all. So there's been a couple that didn't go at all. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think this is, like, going to be the thing that's going to get driven for a week and a half or two weeks. These are okay. short-term trades. That's why I'm not going to go into in each individual name and, like, and try and, and talk my stocks. I don't like talking my book. But, you know, I can tell you, you know, what I was like talking that. against. Was that, it. I was looking You're at like... that list and looking at the highly shorted names. So you can kind of go through everyone else is out, too. You know, it's not like you're giving that, away. Yeah, it wasn't me. Like, everybody. I mean, it's, look at the volumes on these things. You weren't buying that much. You no, I'm not that the... big of a buyer to drive workhorse up 30 percent in three hours <laughs> or four. You know, hours, who I, so. you know who I'm rooting for on this move? Ride. I want... You know what? Marcus is going to get bailed out here, it looks like. Um, I hope, Marcus, if you're listening, I hope, you know, in this bailout here, because I still think Ride is potentially a zero. I'm not joking. I think Ride is eventually, could be. Not saying it is. I'm saying it has the potential to be that. This is a nice ride for Ride. You've had three, four days. I know Marcus is getting close to his break even. I hope he's going to get out of that trade. I'm worried about I'll him. I've been worried. We, I don't even sleep at night sometimes worrying about Marcus on this Ride <laughs> trade. So. I tell you, we love you, Marcus. You relax me. I don't want you to get hurt on this trade. I'm hoping you're uh, you're going to get out in this move because this is – and this is going to talk to everybody out there. If you're in a stock that you've been a bag holder in for the last three months and it all of a sudden just got a 50% lift in two days because of a short squeeze, you book the profits. Fubo, I sold it. You know, you got to start booking the profits here now. 
Fubo has basically doubled since it's low, $14 to $28. It's doubled in a week and a half. The time is not to buy Fubo right now. I believe the time is to sell Fubo. So some of these names that have had ridiculous moves, especially yesterday, I think it's the time to lighten up if you're in them or potentially get the hell out altogether. But if you're, yeah, my opinion. But if you're not in them is the question. Because I, most people, I would not be entering them at these prices. I would not be entering Fubo now. Fubo got a lift yesterday because of the short squeeze. You know, I believe it. I believe it's got not a super high short interest, but they were attacking anything that had over 15, 20% yesterday. So they weren't even going after 30, 40%ers. They were going after like 10, 15, 20%ers too. So it got a huge lift. There's no reason. There, there, there's there's no, you know, of course, it's from the short squeeze yesterday. All these stocks did the same thing. They were all oversold to a certain extent. And this was the upside capitulation event where you sell into. When you get that upside capitulation where, you know, stocks drift up, drift up, and then boom, it gets the big candle. I typically take my profits in there. Again, I often sell too soon. Is there more money to be had in some of these names? Maybe. But I think when we look at Fubo, Six months from now, I think it's lower. So I think when we look at a lot of these names that have you know had ridiculous rallies, I think they're lower. Is there more gas in the tank? There very well might be. You are selling a rocket ship. I don't short rocket ships, but I do sell them if I own them. So I don't know where Fubo ends, but you know it's down a buck and a half here today. I tend to think that that was you know a selling opportunity yesterday. I don't think it's going back to fifty. All right. Um... Uh, ADP numbers were really good. Uh, we have the jobs number tomorrow. Don't a little, yep, a little boost well. there. Um, can we get a lunch bet today on AMC? I'm feeling like a lunch bet here. Can we get I, a lunch bet? I don't think it's done, but I, I mean, all rational thought says that they can pull the rug out from under this. This thing could be $30. They could I also know. run this thing to 100 It could really go anywhere. I mean, it, and that's why... I'm using this. I'm not trading AMC whatsoever. I'm using it as an indicator to trade all those other short squeeze names. Because if AMC really rolls over and loses 20 bucks a day, all those short squeeze names are going to get hit. I mean, they were all trading up earlier this morning when AMC was up. Before AMC did the offering, it didn't just hurt AMC. It hurt all those short squeeze names. I mean, where's Workhorse? Bring up the chart for Workhorse okay, pre-market. Work workhorse. I think this thing had over 15 bucks this morning. It did. Yeah, I think I did. Which is incredible. I sold way sooner than I sold last night at 13 and a half, but this thing got up to almost $16 this morning. That is absolutely incredible. Incredible. It's now down to 13 and a half. It got hit. All these stocks got hit when that AMC got hit. So bring up AMC, and it's not a coincidence that you'll see the big balls coincide. When you see that AMC all of a sudden go from 70 to 52 in one bar, bring up the AMC chart. You can see it. When it did the offering, 75, boom, it's out, 70. Knocked it all the way down to like $54. That's when all these short squeeze names started to give back the majority of their pre-market gains as well. So, again, I'm a relationship-based trader. I look to leadership to tell me what to do on the laggards. And AMC right now is my leader. That's going to tell me what to do with all of these other stocks that you know are short squeeze candidates that moved yesterday off of the AMC rally. And- All right. If you want to do, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pick a number out of thin air here, Dennis, and then you can go over or under, okay? Okay. And then we'll just do a lunch bet, even though I don't know if I'm okay. ever gonna, I'm never gonna see you again. Yeah. Um. Well, it's gonna be 58, Joel. I'm not gonna, t- I'm not gonna give you an equal lunch bet if you put like 65. I'm gonna take the current price. You're gonna, take you know, the like you got I honestly mm-hmm. think you got almost give me odds because the things went up so no, much. No, I'm not just gonna did an offering. Yeah, they just I tend to think I tend to think it's got a little more gas in the tank, but I don't know when they pull the rug. Nobody knows. This is just completely guessing. We're going to the we're going well, to I'll the rug. We'll put it on red if you really I think it's going to close. I, I and you just pick a number, I'll pick a number and then well, whatever. I, I honestly 60 don't bucks, even, 60 bucks. I don't uh, even have 60. like I don't I don't think we're going to get a lunch bet because I don't even know. <laughs> okay. It was bouncing back right away from that offering about 25 minutes ago and I was like, "Oh, and it went to green." I was like, "Is this thing going to just keep going?" And then I was like saying, "It just could hit 100 bucks." I don't think it's going to do that. I don't think it's I I think eventually it's going to be a hell of a lot lower. So it's hard for me to make Off a call. bullish okay. a bullish bet even on lunch when a stock that I'm like concerned about. But you know what? It's not out of the realm of possibilities. Don't kid yourself. The stock can do anything, and it's not out of the realm of possibilities that this thing could close green again. So I'm just going to use that as my indicator. 62.55 was the close. You know, so just keep an eye on that if you're playing it from the long it's side here. Number. 
Yeah, sixty-two fifty-five. That was the close from yesterday. That is what you know. You got the after you went down under fifty-five. You got a couple bounces. Sixty-two uh, fifty-five looked like a bad sell. A little bit on this bracket. A little bit on this bracket. But now, <laughs> a lot of people. Oh, I should have sold a sixty-two fifty-five. So I don't know. Trade your short-term charts, whatever you use to make money in these things. Um, but the close is the close, and that's that's what got. Like the GameStop, that's where I, you know, that's, I wanted out on a close and, and it turned out to be the high close of the move. It wasn't the high of the move by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. So the close is the close, man. And that's what you got to pay attention to is, uh, is Paul not going to make it on today? Or? Paul, said, Paul said he got slammed, uh, on deadline and with, um, okay. kid stuff. So he's asking if we can move it. To Will you call time. Ted Turner and tell him that we want uh, uh, Paul on right now. I don't understand this. Is Ted Turner still <laughs> I don't even know. I just do that name. I couldn't Somebody think of anybody asking, else. Let's, okay, so that's fine. Andrew Talk about asking, some other stocks. What are you looking to buy the dip on after this? I'm not looking to buy the dip. Um, <laughs> I'm actually still in capital preservation mode, even though I went aggressive yesterday for basically day trades or overnight trades in some of these short-term stocks, and I got paid well for that trade it was nothing more than a day or two trade on a lot of these short squeeze names so am i looking on the dip to buy any of these stocks nothing is cheap nothing not a stock out there is really cheap right now so i'm not in this you know mode where i'm like oh yeah i want to jump in you know this and look to buy this this i'm still looking to sell rips I'm still looking, you know, I'm still sitting with a lot of cash in my portfolio. I'm still concerned on the overall market here. So I know it feels like everybody's making money and this is the best market ever. The only people making money were trading a few of these short squeeze names yesterday in AMC. So there's, you know, not a lot of money was made in the spy yesterday. I'm not, not a lot of money was made dip. in the queues yesterday. Yeah. Um, I'm not jumping in. I th- what, what dip? What yeah. dip is we're, we're, Yeah, we're is still 50 points from, yeah. We're, 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 yeah, we're, we're, we're 1% off the all-time high. There's not much of a dip here. So, <laughs> you know, so it's a great question, Andrew, um, because people naturally just think, oh, we're down 30, 30 S&P handles. We've got to be buying the dip. You don't always have to be buying the dip. Um, and maybe it's the case, but obviously I, buy, I bought puts yesterday, so I'm betting bearish on the market right now. So, um, you know, Did and you I might be the... wrong. I might be wrong. But Did you I'm, see I'm the fat is scaling back really up here. the bond buying and the corporate bond buying? Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, that came out. I mean, higher interest rates are coming, right? Inflation's coming. I mean, I'm just looking for inflation hedges. I mean, that that's what I'm going to be buying. And my alternative to buying the dip is not getting Lisa to buy the dip because I can't get her to sell anything. So just not buying more. Because right now I just I still like I bought the AT&T. I got slammed. Not slammed. I mean, it's you know a small per- percent of one portfolio. Um, I'm underwater in the Intel too, but you know, these are you know, I have to reevaluate those investments. But there's you're right, there's nothing cheap. I'm just trying to find good inflation hedges, whether it's the banks or the oils or um, you know, real estate. Uh, real estate ETFs. I mean, rents are going up. I mean, that, you know, that things are, people are, housing prices are going up. People are making all this money from AMC and all these stocks and they're going to want to be renting nice places. So there's a lot of things. Well, a lot of things on the horizon that make it cost. What are you buying, Spencer? Are you buying something? You're young. Wait, he I'm has buying. to buy. He's young. Wait, yeah. I just wanted to say, speaking of ETFs, did you guys see the uh, the SFYF yesterday? This is a so this is a, actually an ETF from SoFi. SoFi is everywhere, guys. SoFi does there's loans. They do investing. They must have a lot of meme stocks in there. Uh, so AMC. So it, it, it's a basket of the most held stocks in SoFi accounts, right? And uh, AMC, I last I checked was like oh, more than a quarter. It had gone in one day um, from like twelve percent of the basket to like twenty five percent of the basket. And SFYF got halted on volatility. Have you ever seen an ETF get halted for volatility because of one stock in its basket that happened yesterday? This is a thin one, man. Insanity, it, it, just insane. Yeah. Um, this is 
Yeah, if it's full of AMC, I mean, it's going to trade off of AMC. So yeah. if you're trading this thing, I've never traded this one before. It's good to know, too though, because maybe I'll do some herbs. Is it then? Yeah, it looks really, it looks, oh, it's it, got a market. It's got a market. I would trade Well, now that. it does. It traded 85. There's a little bit of a market. traded 85,000 yesterday. Yeah. The day before, it traded 20, 21,000. And then a couple days, a few weeks ago, it traded under ten thousand. So it might be picking up now with the, you know, with that with Being the full AMC, AMC and the yep. storage stock. So there are a couple people in the chat that are that are you know not agreeing with what you're saying, which is fine. If you're up big in AMC, congratulations. The only person you have to answer to is you. We're exactly. Just, oh yeah. Which what, 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 what are they not agreeing with? Uh, people are are long and strong, and they're got diamond hands on AMC, which is which is fine. Yeah, what I just said was if you are long the meme stocks and AMC, you're making money. If you're long everything else, you're not making anything right now because the market wasn't going anywhere yesterday. Well, well, I mean, you also said that you wouldn't buy AMC here. If you weren't in it now, if you weren't already in it, you wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't have bought AMC at 25. I wouldn't have bought it at 35. I'm not buying it at 45, 55, 65, 75 because it doesn't fundamentally make, make sense. It doesn't mean you can't trade it. It doesn't oh. mean you can't do stuff, but it's not going to my investment portfolio because it doesn't fundamentally make hey, sense. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Wait, I mean, so- it, 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 it's 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 if you're making money with it, good job. I mean, it's not like you know, like I'm I'm talking bearish bullish. I've said I'm neutral. I don't know. Wait, what wait, wait, wait. Okay, so now now here they come. So Express is is in this group, right? EXPR, and they yeah. had, they had earnings this morning. The earnings release was out um, almost two hours ago, but there was just a press release out a minute ago. They announced an at the market equity offering. Why not? This Why is not? what's going to happen. They're yeah. all going to do this. And and believe it or not, to the newer traders out there who are just getting involved in the markets, offerings are typically not good for stocks. Why? Because you own less of the company. I know in this case of AMC, they've gobbled it up and not gave a shit, but it's not normal. It's not normal to do that. Express is down 21% because they just did an offering. So Sell your peanuts while the circus is in town. The circus is in town and all these stocks, the, the, the clown shows on, the elephants are standing up there, balancing balls. You know, we've said all this stuff before. This peanuts are, the circus is in town. And, you know, now is the time to sell your peanuts. Now is the time to get out of some of these stocks. Jeez, I don't God. think Express is going to $100. I don't think AMC is going to $500. I think eventually it all ends in tears. I don't know when that is. I don't know when the rug pull is. Um, like I said, there was a good opportunity yesterday for short-term trades to buy some of these short squeeze names, the ones that hadn't went. Again, I'm not chasing. You know, when I was buying Workhorse yesterday at 990, I wasn't chasing it. It had set sat there. The, the technicals were actually looking pretty good for a breakout over 10. And then you had a catalyst because it had a high short interest, and they were picking on those names. That's the only reason I jumped into that one. You know, and there was another a, a number of other names I did the same thing on. But now you're chasing it up. It just ran 35% a day. Now, how do you control that risk? You know, I've sold my workhorse today because I feel like, okay, now I got paid. Maybe it goes to 15. Maybe it goes to 17. Maybe it goes to 25. Um, and I often do sell too early. Everybody makes fun of me for it. And it's cool uh, because I know that about <laughs> myself. But, I mean, you've got to, you know, not just be coming in here thinking, oh, I got to get rich because my neighbor just made $50,000 in AMC. The name Stick of the game is still plan. discipline and have Stick a plan. plan. Joel, right. have a plan. That's I mean, what I was, this is longevity in this industry will not just be you got a hot tip and you made money in it. Longevity in this industry is you go in with a plan and you execute that plan. Right. That's what I was going to say. If, if you're long AMC, great. I hope you have a plan. If you don't, you better get one. Here's a great question. Workhorse, JG, great question. Workhorse is just as useless as AMC. What's the difference, DDD? The big difference Nothing. was Workhorse had, had gone left. Yet. Hadn't yeah. left the station. We were still at the train station. I talked about this two days ago. And we had a catalyst because all of a sudden you could see once Bed Bath & Beyond. AMC was not the catalyst. Bed Bath & Beyond was the catalyst because I'm like, okay, yeah. they're going to start rolling Black over Barry. into all the stocks they did in January and everything that has a high short interest. Workhorse on that sheet was right at the very top of 34%. It was a prime candidate to get squeezed yesterday. That's why I jumped in because I thought that maybe they're going to go start picking on that immediate. I wanted immediate gratification on that. If it wouldn't have ran yesterday, I would have cut the loss as quickly as I could. But I felt like I don't see the downside catalyst here, but I see a big time upside catalyst that they decide to squeeze this, you know, and there was a number, like I said, I bought 22 stocks that were highly shorted yesterday. I've sold like 18 of them or not. I haven't sold that many. I've sold like four or five of them, but I've lightened up on a lot of them already. 
Um, I'm still on a few of these names. I'm all out of the workhorse, though, so I can totally freely talk about that one. That's why I'm, I'm picking on that one as an example. But there was a lot of other ones there, too. Um, I don't like to talk the ones that I'm currently in because I'm going to be selling some of these stocks today. So I don't want to talk them and then say, oh, you talked and you sold it. I'm, I don't want to talk about the other stocks at all. I'm not like everybody else on Twitter that pumps their buck. I'm, I don't like talking about what I'm currently going to trade or what I'm going to be selling that day. So Workhorse, I've already sold it. Um, 13.40, it's trading up on 3.8 million shares. I, I, I think you ring the register on some of this stuff. So the difference is, is that Workhorse hadn't left the station. I don't like to chase. Now, if you're coming in Workhorse now, you got downside. You got you know potential downside here. This thing could go back to 11 or 10. Was Workhorse, when I bought it at 9.90 yesterday, going to go down to 8 or 7? What was the catalyst to take it there unless it just had you know a random news event? Probably nothing. So short-term trade, um, it worked. So that's, again, the thing is I'm, I'm talking about is you know knowing your risk, limiting, finding setups where I can control the risk. I can't control the wor- risk in Workhorse here now, which is why I don't enter it at this price. So, uh, uh, Tree Smoker Gaming asks, how do I make a plan? Very simple. Figure out when you're going to sell. Figure out you're out. If you're up, congratulations. How much of your profit are you willing to lose if it goes down? These are questions that, that only you know the answer to, right? Dennis always knows his out when he gets into a trade. Joel always knows his out when he gets into a trade. Know your out. It's a out. contingency plan, yeah. yeah. Just have just, just have an idea. Okay, so like AMC, what is AMC at right now? Sorry, so AMC is at 58. So, you know, I'm, hypothetically, I'm in from 30. All right, so I basically double my money here in AMC. How much of that am I willing to lose? That's answer the question for yourself. You know what? It's so. I mean, I I, I want to try and get back to stocks here in a second. Yeah. This is good stuff. But I think one problem, you know, uh, that we have on the show is like we're we're talking. There's so many different time frames. I know. I know. It's hard. And, yeah, and sure. you know, um, and it's you know, so like people are asking these questions, and we're trying to you know, obviously we don't give investment advice, but you know, what is your time frame? Are, are you a day trader with, you know, 30K in your account and you're trying to make a thousand, fifteen hundred, two grand a day? Then I would say don't ever lose more than 500 in a day. Yeah. Uh, if you're a long-term investor that's 65, 70 years old and you got a big old fat IRA and you're sitting on this money you want to retire on and leave it to your kids, well, what was your original goal? Young Spencer, you yeah. got to invest in the market. You're young. You have, uh, you know, you know, the, the history of the market shows that it gives better returns. So it's just so hard. If you're a swing trader, like those trades, Dennis, you did in workhorse. You knew, I mean, you did it. You swelled. You you said, okay, I'm I was doing up this. immediately. Basically. I took zero heat on that. I yeah. was going with the flow. You could see the money starting to flow into the short. You could see it happening. You know, I've got scanner. I'm looking. I'm like, I can start seeing the flow of money. I, I, and Bed Bath and Beyond was the tip off. That was the tip. They showed the market showed its hand. With Bed Bath and Beyond, with the explosion you can see in Bed Bath and Beyond, just after the open, once it broke over thirty at around eleven o'clock, and then thirty-five, and then it's like, okay, now everybody's starting to talk about it. They're going to start picking on all the short squeeze names, and they did. It was a predictable outcome, and that's what I'm trying to do is just find little edges. That was an edge because the market tipped its hand with Bed Bath and Beyond that they were probably going to go to the other short squeeze names and start to go into those names too. And the savvy traders who were buying all these things yesterday morning and yesterday early afternoon are are, are up a lot of money in a lot of these stocks now, and I think the savvy money is probably booking some of that. So it's going to hold on, and maybe they're going to keep going. But you know, at this point in time, it's like you know I. You know, I'm entering a trade and, you know, getting 35% of your money in a, in a day, it's hard to, you know, for me not to take that. Now, maybe, you know, it's going to go 100%, you know, and I do sell too early, but that's my You know what's style. interesting? Look at it both on Triple BY and BlackBerry. Look how much they they came up. And I'm not saying this is going to continue, but look how much they came up shy of the uh, of the January high. You know, because that, that just, we talk about overhead supply. A lot of people are buying thinking, man, this thing's going, this thing's going to 60, you know, 53 bucks. I'm hanging out for that. But then all the other people that get caught here are the savvy traders, investors that bought it in here and had, you know, targets based on whatever, Fibonacci's or I don't know what the dailies looked like in between there. And the same thing for BlackBerry. Uh, well, how high did that get before? Uh, when it had squeezed before, it almost got the 30, right? 
in this time. So I, I think that's something you got to you got to take note of is, you know, picking intermediate. Now the high from yesterday in these stocks is going to be important. Now the close from yesterday is going to be important because you know what? Not just retail traders, but, you know, institutions and hedge funds are, are dabbling in this, too. And they're, they're thinking about their mark right now. And that's why the close, you know, it can chop and slop and kill you and stuff. It, but at the end of the day, the opens, which, you know, we try and stress and the closes are, are very, very important, uh, very important prices. Besides, And, and Mitch, Mitch if you're in the background, you can ask that question that you asked us in the pre-market now about the hedge funds and how much volume do you think? Oh, is Mitch still there? Is Mitch hiding in yeah, the background? Yeah. Mitch is here. And then we had uh, someone in the chat say that same thing about a half hour ago. It was like, dude, who do you think is doing this? It, yeah. it can't. It can't um, it's not oh, all retail. Oh, man. It's not retail. Here, here's the problem is, you know, you can hold and you can say hodl and I'm going to hold AMC to, and, and it's going to go to the moon. Um, and it might, and it might, it might. I mean, it could go to 100, it could go to 500, go to 1,000. Completely disconnected from fundamentals. It can do anything. I said on the show when it was 35, I mean, it can go anywhere. I know, but um, the problem is you probably have the majority of AMC shareholders are professional hedge funds, professional traders. And these guys are not going to hold. They're not going to hold on. They're going to go when the momentum starts to go the other way. They're going to okay. go quicker the other way. It's You see how fast it's trading? This is all algorithmic action. It's, not so it's nice to think that it's a 1,000% retail action. I'm willing to bet that, and I bet you the action in the volume is probably less than 30% retail. It's probably 70% professional money. So, and they're just jumping in. The algos are jumping in on the momentum train and they're riding it. And the problem is they're not going to hodl. Those algos are not going to be with you, you know, saying we hold no matter what. You know, again, retail kickstarted this, you know, Reddit's done the movement. I do agree that AMC would be in trouble without Reddit. So, you know, you've got to commend those traders for that. Uh, but a, a majority, and people are saying I'm lying, um, the majority of volume in here, you can tell. I've been a professional trader for a long time. I've run algorithms. This is algorithmic action. There's a lot of algorithmic action. This isn't all just retail. So, Mitch, do you agree with me on this? Because they're calling me a liar in the chat. <laughs> That's why I, I wanted I'm to not lying in here. here. I mean, this is just thing... reality. Well, There's okay. a lot of professional traders who are trading this stuff. Just, just look how much shares is in the float size. Look how much money you need to rotate this float. And and this is not just easy money, guys. We're we're talking big, big Five, money. Five hundred share float. Yeah. yeah. That's that's not small. That's not small. We're not talking about a hundred million, a low float stock that's kind of ripping through the moon. We're talking about a stock that has a lot of dilution and still going up. Right. And, and making offerings still going up. So I, I think a lot of this has to do with institutionals, algos, definitely making the money. I think one of the things that most people think is that they're apes and that everyone's behind this, but also I think there's a psychology that happened and the institutions understood this, that the retail trader is just all in. And when you're all in on one side, they could just jump in and, and make the money also. So that's just what I think happened. Well, you know how you know, you know that this is this is all algorithmic and institutional trading is look where the biggest shenanigans go on. Right. You think the, uh, in the in the in the pre-market and after hours. You think uh, that these no, I don't agree with that, Joel. I think it's a lot of retail action in the after hours yet. too. Yeah, I think so. I think there's uh, there's algos after hours. There's algos pre. No, no, no. Too, I bet that's what I meant. The, the reason you see the biggest shenanigans is this liquidity is lower. Right. You know, it's just a liquidity issue that there's ninety percent of of traders who are off the board at that time. So that's why you always see the biggest movements and everything pre market after hours because it's just not the liquidity there. The real players, the big players, the big money isn't in there. I mean, if you're managing a hedge fund. Joel, you're not getting up at four o'clock in the morning to go place an order on AMC. You're only taking a piece of the pie. I mean, turn if you're on a two and twenty, you're, if you're on a two and twenty, you're not getting up. You know, you're already you know rich because you're managing. If you're managing a billion dollar hedge fund, you're not going in there trying to make an extra five thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand bucks trading at four in the morning. You know, you're 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 not you're not as hungry as that. So, and you're not running your algos. You know, some people are. Don't kid yourself. There's a few that are running, but 90% of the algos are off the off. They're, they're at, at four in the morning. It's just a liquidity issue more than anything. But I do agree with you know. There's a lot of shenanigans and a lot of other stuff happening there. And to just you know think that this is 100% retail driven, 
is not reality. This was, you know, retail sparked. This is still has a big piece of retail driving it, but there is big money that you'll never hear about hedge funds. Like we think we're blowing up the hedge fund industry. There are some hedge funds making, making a lot of money. money on AMC as well. Don't kid yourself. Yeah, uh, via the stock or via via options. I mean, we via we, both. Yeah, yeah it, it's 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 not all. But my point to being is, if you're going to say hold the line and we're all on the same team, the problem is three quarters of your players aren't on your team. No, so you got twenty five percent. You know that's going to hold strong, or maybe twenty percent is going to hold strong. But when the stock starts going down. There's going to be, you know, a lot. Some of those people who think are on your team are going to capitulate and say, "I can't take it. I don't want to lose my money." Because money, you know, still talks in a capitalistic society. But those hedge funds have no loyalty to you at all, and that's that. That's the issue of just saying we're going to hold this forever, and that's why in almost all these cases, Tilray did the same thing when it went from twenty to three hundred, and you know, and obviously come back down. In almost all cases, these stocks don't stay on the moon. They might go to the moon. But they come back down. I, I agree with what Colleen just said. Retail is driving the awareness. Oh, for sure. Driving the price. They yeah. Take advantage of the retail trader. I'm down with that. I'm down the with that. The hedge funds do. The hedge funds will for sure. Um, you think you're you're giving it and and, and you're you're hurting the, the the you know, we're we're nailing Wall Street here. Wall Street's making a lot of money off of this. I would bet when you look at Citadel and Virtue Financial, who are obviously high frequency trading firms that are market makers. We, we, there was already somebody, you know, I forget the, the analyst that was coming out and saying, but they're expecting a big number from Virtue just because there's so much action in these stocks and they're making spread and they're just kicking ass and taking names. Like we know Citadel made a lot of money trading the spread in GME because those spreads were juicy and they're taking the opposite side of yeah. every order. Like that's what you don't understand. Boom, boom, too. Boom. Buy, Hood. sell, buy, Your orders sell. don't go into the market. Boom, it's not, boom. you know, other, it, 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 they're going to, an over-the-counter market maker that's taking the other side of that. So they're just going ping, 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 making spreads, and the spreads are wider, and it's stocks going nuts. They're making even more money. So, I mean, you got to consider that. With very that. little risk. It, well, yeah, well, there is always risk involved if a market maker gets, you know, in a situation where it goes straight up, like a Bed Bath & Beyond could hurt a market maker. Market makers do very well in shop and slop. They do very well even in trends. It's when you get this vicious nobody's hitting the bid, everybody's just buying, that they could get hurt. So they could get a few people hurt yesterday. That could happen. Uh, but a lot of your market makers are really smart. I want to bring they up, start to get full, they start to get I out. wanted to bring something up. You talked about, you know, AMC you know, and the market. Well, notice here how, you know, AMC is, it's kind of stabilizing here, right? Still going down, but the fact now the market's going up a little bit, right? There's a, you remember we talked about that in, inverse correlation and the market was holding up the last couple of days with AMC ripping, you know, today it's a little bit different, but you know, you, you were talking about that, how, and that's why you took the short term, you know, wager on this was, is the market going to get hit by this? Now you got AMC going down and the spoos are rallying. Uh, hit that target right on the nose at uh, 69.50. 41.90. That was a double bottom from Tuesday and Wednesday. And also you got a weekly number there. So I'm going to see what happens. And that's also mid-range on the session. So keep, be hawking uh, – be hawking at 41.90 this morning if we get up and there. I'm taking a lot of heat for what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not saying – I'm not calling out Reddit. I'm not calling out anything. I'm just saying – there's other participants in here. People are arguing me that it's 100% retail. It's not. <laughs> so, I mean, this is just uninformed. Where do retail orders here. go? It, it, yeah, it's not. It's just not reality. It's not. It's un, it's a misunderstanding of how the markets work. That's all it is. There, it, it's unreasonable 100%. to think. You think the hedge funds just don't touch this stuff? You think they're not getting down and dirty in AMC? I mean, the thing's traded how many volume yesterday? Oh, God. So I know th these people are all hating me because they want to believe that's 100% retail driven. I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. And if you guys want to be apes, go for it, man. Do whatever you got to do. I'm just saying in all likelihood, the probability of everybody holding the line in this thing going to $1,000 is very low. That's all. And I play probabilities. That's all it is. All the, the market is is, all, is is a game of probabilities. <laughs> You want to yeah. cover some other stocks? You guys want to <laughs> talk about something else? Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Uh, Thank I've you, Mitch. Thinking, Mitch with the save. I've I mean, been thinking Zoom could possibly come back down. Um, and and that, the biggest 
the biggest eye on Zoom I have is just because also, you know, it's the one of the biggest holdings in ARKK. And, you know, I've been focusing on that as kind of our growth indicator. So Zoom looking interesting. It's right there at the top. Can it get above that level? Also, ARKK, kind of the same looking chart. I, I was going to mention ARKK because the, the, the Kathy stocks, right? Zoom, Teladoc. Uh, DocuSign, all those high growth names that were—they didn't participate. No, no, not at all. Not, not at all. They're not. That maybe the short interest isn't high enough. Maybe there's just you know they're they're not small price stocks. People are going after like you know the five, under under ten dollars stocks. A lot of them too because they can load up on those. Yeah, things. too too uh, too high. And the, and the options are more expensive too on a Zoom and stuff. But Kathy, you know, you think about oh yeah, this you know it was a lot of you know smaller growth names like Ride and stuff giving a lift. Kathy was down yesterday. Arc was down. There's a sneaky little sell going on in the in in some of the growth names again. So I think you do. I think you start booking profits in some of the swing names too. I think I'm booking profits in a lot of stuff here today. When is the last time we talked about Kathy buys? Uh, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. She's yep. still buying. She's, She's still, still buying. buying. Yeah, she buys. I know. I know. But it it it, it used to be a topic almost in yeah. every show. Yeah. Yeah. Just, right. You know. Just you know you. Diversity and they know it. Looking for the different catalysts uh, in the market. Uh, Zoom didn't, you know, it, it looked like it wanted to move off its earnings report and it didn't. So there, if you were looking at for that to be a catalyst, it really wasn't. Uh, are we trading under three twenty two yet? Now, folks, keep an eye on three twenty two. Uh, you got two lows from the last two sessions, kind of hanging in there. So I don't think they knocked out that three twenty two buyer yet, but. Uh, on the upside for an earnings day, oh, major, no upside in this until you clear a uh, 336.40. That wasn't yesterday's high, uh, but that was the high from Friday, man. These three day weekends mess me up. Friday and <laughs> Tuesday. So. All right. They messed me up. I know too. it wasn't. It for feels you, like Wednesday is. today, Joel. It doesn't feel like it, Yeah, I know. I know. It's almost the weekend, though. All right. Well, a lot of people in chat are fired up one way or the other. That's that's fine. Love us, hate us. That, that's okay. Uh, just do me one quick favor and drop hit the like button. Hit the like button. That, I, even if you don't like, we got a lot of un, a lot of, of actually we, we do today. <laughs> it's because I said that it wasn't 100 percent retail driven. Uh, when I said it wasn't 100 percent retail uh, driven, and that some of the algos aren't going to hold with, I you. need a tissue. I seven, seven unlikes. I'll, I'll take the blame for that one. That was my. I got question. a lot of. Yeah, I know. Mitch, Mitch you said in the pre. Mitch actually was the one that started <laughs> this. He I'll asked that it. question and kind of was saying the same thing. <laughs> got to get a tissue. There's out some hedge funds in here. I'll tell you what I have diamonds in there. I got diamond hands for one thing. My own opinion. I'll tell you that right now. You want to know what my hands are made of? Paper. paper. <laughs> I have paper hands, and I'm proud of it. No, no, That's how I protect my man, I got, is paper hands. Nobody I got paper. stuff in my portfolio that's longer. Uh, I've had longer than half of the age of half of the people in this chat. Joel has diamond. I know. Hands. I mean, come on. Joel's like got Joel's the diamond di most hands. diamond Jesus, hands. I don't even, everything. I mean, even when he on. wants to sell, he's not you know, allowed to sell. He's not even sell. allowed to sell. He had to rip the sell button off his computer because of Lisa. He wanted to sell Peloton the whole time. He's not allowed to sell. <laughs> Nobody's no, no, no. got better diamond hands than Lisa, really. But yeah, you know, Lisa exactly. control us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Gonna have to buy Lisa some diamonds, man. Man, I don't, don't know. That. Gotta do something with the cash. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you know what though? It's true. You gotta do something with the cash, though. I don't know. I I, th this market is so interesting, though. I mean, you've <laughs> got to go back and just say, how interesting are, is this market that we're in? We get these dynamics oh where you see certain stocks exploding 60% because they have a short interest. I mean, I, I love learning. And this market is such an environment where you're learning more and more. You're learning that, you know, hey, Reddit is for real. Hey, social media is not going away. They are drivers of price. And they've never been drivers of price. So that is super interesting to me as a trader. And there's new edges and new strategies oh, that evolve from all Every that day. stuff. Every day, you got to be learning. I'm 22 years in, and I got to adapt. You got to be adapting. You know, if you're just saying, okay, well, this is stupid. I used to, this is how I used to trade off CNBC. There'd be like some, you know, they'd mention a stock and it'd go up 5% on their mention. I'm like, well, that's stupid. And I would just short it and it would come back in. I don't do that now because you know why? They mention the stock and then it gets hyped and then it starts getting caught up on social media and it goes up 5% and it goes up going up 20%. So you got to adapt. You can't just randomly short, you know, when the stock's going up because it's going to come back down. 
So, I mean, this is what the market is. It's all about adaptation. And those who adapt survive. Those who don't adapt die. Um, and this is a market where we've got to adapt. So I have all the respect for Reddit traders, you know, and all the apes out there that are holding. I respect you guys. I really oh, yeah. do. I challenge whether you're all going to hold when it really starts to go down, but maybe you are. Maybe it's going to end up at $500. Nobody knows where the stock is going. And Nobody you- knows. And I'm not predicting anything on this show right now. I think six months from now, it's going to be lower. I think three months from now, it's going to be lower. I think three weeks from now, it's going to be lower, but I don't know. This could go and pull a GameStop and go to 100, 150, 200. It could do that. It is possible that it could do that. And, and, so you know, I, I'm you know, not shorting the stock, just saying it's got to come back down. It doesn't have to do anything. And an argument in favor of the retail crowd is that like GameStop went from 480 to 40. And now and it came uh, back. It came back. Right. It came down. It came back up. Yep. Right. Right. The, like the GameStop story, we, we're not even talking about GameStop, but that story hasn't even ended yet. Right. Like that a lot of people held and. It, it it's worked out for them. Like GameStop, it not didn't come all the way back, but it's it's come back most of the way, right? From forty to what? What is that? Two something? It, it's unbelievable. I, you don't usually see them come back like that. It's very yeah. rare for the stock. Not only to come back, I mean, once, like, it came back like, twice. It, it came back twice. It, we it, went from four hundred to forty. Then we went up to over three hundred again. Then we came all the way back down to hundred. Do you think it's <laughs> over this time? Oh no, we're going again. Three hundred. They won't let it go. I mean, bravo! I, like, that, that cat investor, the the I always forget his name. Value Kitty. Anyways, <laughs> Roaring so, Kitty. Roaring Kitty. Come on, Roaring yeah, Kitty. Okay. Well, value. He's a value guy. Yeah. So the value investor, Roaring Kitty. I mean, he's you know been unbelievable on this. He's still holding stock. And you know what? That guy's making a hell of a lot more money than me. So bravo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bro, if you, I think somebody yeah. said he made twenty million dollars or something on on GME. Well, he, well, he made more than that. At one point, he was up to like fifty million dollars, and like, uh-huh. I mean, this is impressive. Yeah, hat tip to him. Hat tip to everyone who AMC know. on the comeback trail, on the comeback trail, down only a buck ten right now. Yeah, I don't and, think uh, the story and, is completely over here yeah. yet. So I, I, I don't want to lean to a bullish bet. Joel's trying to talk me into a bullish bet. I can't no, do this because no. my fundamental analysis hat is on here, and I can't fathom making a bullish bet on this. But it's not going away. You apes are doing pretty good. I'm going to give you that much. The apes are doing pretty good. I don't even know. What does the ape mean? I don't yeah, know what, what is that? What's that mean? Tell me and Joel because we're old. And oh, we don't we're understand. so old. What does the ape mean? It's, I remember when the Dow was It creates created. the community cult-like yeah. feeling. Why are they called apes? <laughs> it's, it's a reference to a meme like everything is, and it's like apes strong together, you know? like uh, <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. Like, Great ape? Wasn't that a good cartoon? What? Great ape? <laughs> Does anybody Joel always that takes one? it on a tangent that nobody Grape understands. Ape, I think that's a cannabis He's strain. from the 1920s. <laughs> Great ape. I, like I said, strain. I was around right. when the Dow was created. Well, that was. Not... <laughs> you helped uh, create the Dow, didn't I'll you? I'll tell you something. We new. Charles. I mean, we were tight. Most people <laughs> are forgetting about specs in all this. I have completely uh, forgotten. What? What? There what? is Black. a new pattern out there, guys. What is it? New mean? pattern. All right. Look at SoFi. Look at JIH. Oh, so you think they're, these things are going to eventually start to catch a bit again? Because the SPACs are getting left Get out ready, of this guys. I still you have three or four, me and they are like cash equivalents here right now. They don't move. It's like a treasury bill on these SPACs. They just stay at 10, and they don't move. Look when at do SoFi. Again? Look at SoFi. Look at that. That's no, a but new that pattern. was a new one. Once That's they get a locked new into pattern. Tent, it's a new I, I hope you're here. right. I have three or four of these packs still, and they're just uh, sitting there. I'll dead tell you money. one I have right now. What do you got? TSIA. I'm in this one, guys. Say it again. TSIA. What is this one? So this is going to turn over to latch. And so the biggest thing that I've been seeing in the new pattern in SPACs that we're looking at is merger votes announcements and actual merger dates actually causing the stock to come back up. And this is usually the change because – Prior to this, it was always merger votes, kind of little push. But as soon as that merger vote date hit, it was really right back down. And so one of the things that we're starting to see is they're starting to come up on these announcements and up on the merger votes. I mean, you can look at SoFi. SoFi was really the first one to lead in that pattern. TSIA, kind of more of a laggard, and I'm trying to watch it. But JIH is one that did this one also. Um, that's another SPAC that's been holding. Look at that one. That one hasn't gone to 10. I, um, I, I want to know who else is long with me in SoFi, baby. Let's go. Team SoFi, SoFi baby. All the way. SoFi. All the way. 
All right, it is eight fifty nine. Dennis, yeah, Moore. I'm gonna hop, guys. I, I, I made a lot, lot of enemies don't, today. Don't leave, yeah. us, don't leave us without a final thought. I, I want to confirm of wisdom. I, I want to see what happens at forty one ninety. Uh, that I, I would love to see it up there. Uh, that was uh, a double bottom. I have some weekly numbers there, so it also it's uh, mid range on the day. But uh, we didn't get to cover many tickers today, so you I'm did. gonna hop over to premarketprep.com and cover more than. Three stocks besides the main stocks. So, <laughs> All right, see you, Joel. Uh, everyone, have a good day, and uh, we'll see you over at premarketprep.com. See you, Joel. See you, Dennis. Man, chat was fired up today. All right. Uh, I'm fired up, too. We, we got to hop because we got the Cannabis Capital Conference happening right now. If you don't know what that is, uh, check this out. All right, so that conference is going to start right now, actually. I'm going to end this stream, and this stream will redirect straight to that stream. Uh, we have opening remarks coming up, and we got uh, two whole days of investor presentations, uh, public companies, private companies, private companies that are going public, uh, stocks that trade on exchanges, stocks that are on OTC that are going to uplist to the exchanges. Uh if you're into cannabis, the next two days are for you. So with that being said, everyone, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to all of you in our chat, the, the, the people that loves us, people that hate us. Without you, we'd be talking to ourselves, and it's a lot less fun. So um, we appreciate that. On that note, uh, everyone, good luck at the Open. I'm going to end this stream now. The Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference starts right now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.